0: Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today's Tuesday, July 25th, 2017, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the Big Book, and we're in Chapter 6, Into Action. Not in action, not inactive, and we're on page 75, paragraphs 1 and paragraphs 2. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Melissa K., the 12 traditions, Bonnie G., and our readers for the text today will be John K., Eileen M., and Gina R. I have two reference numbers for you. They're five digit numbers, and the Uh, Reference number for yesterday, Monday, July 24th, for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10194. That's 10194. And today, Tuesday, this morning's meeting, July 25th, at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 10196. 10196. Melissa Kay to please read the 12 steps. Melissa?
1: May I be heard?
0: You may. You are.
1: Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Melissa Kay, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Tennessee. Here are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks so much for allowing me to do
2: service.
0: And thank you much, Melissa Kay. I will now ask Bonnie G. to please read the 12 Traditions.
2: Hi, this is Bonnie G. in South Florida. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. of communication, and 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: And thank you, Bonnie G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery, described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. and for readers, is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Now, once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. All right, today we resume our study in the big book on page 75, paragraphs 1 and paragraph 2. And I will now ask um, John K. to please start reading.
3: Good morning. This is uh, John Kieran, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. When we decide who is to hear our story, we waste no time. We have a written inventory and we're prepared for a long talk. We explain to our partner what we're about to do and why we have to do it. He should realize that we are engaged upon a life and death errand. Most people approached in this way will be glad to help. They will be honored by our confidence. We pocket our pride and go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, Folding nothing we are delighted we can look the world in the eye we can be we can be alone at perfect peace and ease our fears fall from us we begin to feel the nearness of our creator we may have had certain spiritual beliefs but now we begin to have a spiritual experience that the feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly strongly we feel we are on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Wow, lots of, lots of lines that you hear outside of just the readings there. Um, it was interesting reading some of this. You know, when you see we explain to our partner what we're about to do, you can see why this this is and was an instruction manual. You know, for most of us today, we don't need to explain to the person to whom we're going to read our footstep what it is because the person's our sponsor. Uh, But even non-members sometimes know about it. I gave away one of my fifth steps to a therapist. And when I said to him, he'd like to give away my fifth step to you, he already knew what it was, even though he's not a member of any 12-step fellowship. But, you know, at the time when all of this was new, you can see this was really a manual. Uh, When it goes on to say we pocket our pride, well, you know, for me, I think on my first fifth step, uh, it was a matter of pocketing my shame. I had written down all these horrible things that had been buried deep in me for so long, you know, things I never thought I was ever going to tell anybody else. And I was sure it was just going to send my sponsor running, you know. Uh, Well, guess what? Um, As I went, you know, he talked to me about things that were on his fifth step. uh, And that really made me feel better because I I knew I wasn't alone. Uh, It even got funny at one point because as I was telling him every one of these terrible things, uh, he had one worse. And finally I was like, hey, You know, this isn't can you top this, you know, and we both laughed about it. But when I was done, I I left this house walking on air. Uh, I had no idea, even when I was writing it, what a burden I was carrying around. And and exactly as it says here, for the first time in years, I I could look people in the eye. I did feel that perfect peace and ease. I knew I, I was going to be living a new way of life, and I never again had to do those things I had listed in my inventory. You know, I could lead the life I could be proud of. I never again had to stare at the ground when I passed people on the street, you know. I was, I was free. I had the rest of my life ahead of me, and I could be the author of it instead of my disease, you know. Because for many years, my disease had driven my life, not just the food and the alcohol, but in, in, in a lot of ways, mainly the ism drove my, uh, my life. You know, the ism, you know, full of old defects and the bad coping mechanisms that, you know, had gotten me through life. But they also made me feel bad about myself because I knew the, I should be living a different kind of life. But now I knew I was on the right path, you know, the, the broad highway, as it says here. And by walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe, I didn't have to see that as some abstract woo-woo thing, but it was about living life the way it was supposed to be lived. And, you know, when I live life in that manner, I like myself a lot more. And a person who likes him or herself doesn't want to go do deliberately self-destructive things like eating and compulsive, you know, and drinking and all those things. But, you know, like all these other steps, it required a certain amount of faith in the process that I needed to do it and then be able to look backwards and see how uh, important it was. And and hopefully it it will be for you too. And, and again, you know, the other great thing here, and I'll just wrap up with this is the idea of, uh, of, uh, you know, we now have a spiritual experience versus spiritual beliefs, because that was, I was given things I was supposed to believe, but it never felt any of that. And Then I now I felt something. You know, as somebody said once, uh, God is not meant to be uh, understood with the head. It's, it is meant to be felt with the heart. And all of a sudden I was feeling that connection that I didn't have until I did this step. So with that I passed.
0: And thank you so much, John K. Okay, we're now going to open up the meeting for comments on page seventy-five, paragraphs one and paragraphs two. Who would like to be next? Judy P. Judy Judy P. As in Paul.
4: Yes,
1: Kathleen,
0: Kathleen O. And Kathleen O. Okay, next Jennifer P. Ros P. P. Roz G. And one more. We can Sylvia F. Off. And Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia S., nice group. Okay, Judy P., it's your turn.
4: Hi, thank you. And ah, remember to start my timer. That's a big thank you to God right there. Judy, Compulsive Overeater from Central New Jersey. And, um, you know, as we were reading this, I was thinking about the line that we can look the world in the eye, we can be alone at perfect peace and ease. And, you know, I had some things on my fourth step, especially... uh more recently, that I did not have that peace and ease until I made my amends. I felt like there was a part of it that still haunted me. And I believe that once I made the amends, then I could really feel the fullness of God's forgiveness. And perhaps it was still um, just feeling bad about it that was kind of haunting me, even though I had gone through it on my fourth step. But, you know, when I made the amends, the hardest amends I ever had to make in my life, um, that I did it the whole time, sobbing my eyes out, I could get the peace and the forgiveness of God. And it does not haunt me today. And, um, you know, I feel today I can look the world in the eye. And I used to have a friend who would tell me, you know, Judy, you know, especially with your eighth and ninth step, when you can walk down the street and there's nobody you're afraid that you'll run into, and you'll know you're not holding on to anything. And as far as like the, um, you know, the spiritual beliefs and spiritual experience, you know, I did have a big spiritual awakening in my in my first recovery because I came in a non-believer, totally sacrilegious in every way. And uh, I don't even know how it happened. But just slowly, I know for me, I just started writing letters to God. And everything just flowed from that, and uh you know my spiritual awakening was was big. I wound up switching religions and um and it and you know through this recovery it it just it just renews itself, and it's like the more we recover, the more we recover, and you know the more I seek that relationship with God, the more. I seek that relationship with God, so it just keeps growing in different ways, you know, new ways of trust and uh, new ways of surrender. And I'm um, very grateful for OA and the OA Fellowship and this meeting at 10 a.m. for most days it worked out for me. And thank you so much, Janice, for your service, and I'll pass.
0: And thank you for your share. Thank you, Judy P. Okay, Kathleen O, it's your turn.
5: Thank you, Janice. Good morning, this is Kathleen O., oh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And so this paragraph are the fifth step promises. We pocket our pride and go to it, illuminate, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Um, you know, once we have taken it, we withhold nothing. We're delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. This is what unblocks me. Um, from the sunrise, from the sunlight of the spirit. And, you know, I think of this as being in a room in Greece with a beautiful view of the Mediterranean Sea, but I can't see it. You know, there's a spectacular view out there, but I can't see it because I have the curtains over the window. And so all I need to do is get up and open them, and I'll get to see this spectacular view. And you know, getting up and I mean, I have to take the action of standing up and going and opening the curtains and um, so that I can see this view. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, doing these steps It may not, it's, it's very simple what we need to do. It may not always be easy, but what we see on the other side, I mean, my experience is just, um, it, it really is amazing. And these promises are all true. And so, you know, today I don't have to live in fear. I can see what is beautiful and I can know that as I give to the world, the world's going to give to me. Thank you.
6: I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Kathleen O. Okay. Good morning to you, Jennifer P. It's your turn, Jennifer, I believe. Uh, yes,
7: Jennifer I'm P. here. Yep. Okay. yep. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay.
0: Thanks. I
7: can. Uh, hi, Jennifer P., compulsive overeater. Um I love this sentence that says we waste no time when we decide who is to hear our story. We waste no time because I have to keep being reminded that, you know, all throughout the book, it's telling me, keep moving, don't stop, don't slow down. Or, you know, if I, if I take too much time, I'm going to, my disease is going to come right back in. If I let that disease come back in, it's going to tell me, I don't need to do this. And at this point, you know, I've done a lot of hard work I've done a lot of intensive, you know, looking at myself, backfinding. Um, and it would be, you know, it was easy for my disease to tell me, well, you know, now I could stop. I like, you know, I don't need to talk to anybody, but I, I do need to keep following these directions. So it's telling me when we decide and, you know, I was like it was shared before, I mean, this this book was written when there weren't a lot of people in recovery already. So it may have been harder to find somebody, but now there's lots of people around that I could ask. Usually my sponsor or the person, whoever is taking me through the book, um, I can just go right to them and and I have to just keep going. Um, And, you know, that's how it is every day now. I have to keep going. I cannot rest on my laurels. If I tell myself that, or I hear my disease telling me that, you know, it's, it's a lie because anytime I do that, I start to slip backwards. Um, and I want to be on this broad highway that it talks about. I am on the broad highway. I want to stay on the broad highway. You know, the broad highway can be narrow, but it can be broad. It can feel, you know, I, I don't need so much room. I, you know, I, I have a disease of wanting more all the time, but I, you know, what, what is broad can actually be just, just all the room that I need. That That's it. Um, And I am starting, I mean, I have, when I, when I did this the first time and each subsequent time I do feel closer and closer to my higher power. And then it's a matter of continuing it, staying there and continuing it and growing and growing in it. But, you know, this is the first time in step five that I would be doing this work. So I've got to just keep going, turn this stuff over and, uh, you know, and, and like has been shared and, you know like i know that i'm going to learn i'm not the only person who's done whatever i've done or think whatever i've thought you know i'm not so unique um thank you for letting me share
0: and thank you jennifer p okay Roz g it's your turn
8: good morning this is Roz g i'm a recovered compulsive overeater in los angeles county Reading these paragraphs make me think of the
4: importance
8: of continuously cycling through the steps. And I practice that um, on my own, and I practice that through working with others. And I'm really glad that, um, during, you know, the first, very first fourth and fifth step I did was the best I could do. And as I continue to cycle through the steps and do them over and then listen to fifth steps, I think of things that I did that were, I didn't think were offensive maybe in the beginning, but as I can grow in humility and deepen my um, surrender to God, I see that some of the things I did were rather arrogant and selfish and self-centered. Um, and so I, I I I go ahead and I admit them and it's really nice to go to that person and let them know uh that i i'm I'm trying to walk a spiritual path now and i'm I'm really sorry that I said that to you or that I treated you in this way or had a flippant attitude towards you and of course, keeping in mind where it says in step nine except when to do so, you know there's some things I don't need to bring up again and i'm i'm uh I'm glad that uh that I can talk to people in program. You know, I'm a member of a church and there are things that I will never uh, be able, I don't have enough trust to talk, to tell, you know, spiritual leaders in that church what I have been able to disclose to sponsors in this program who I trust and just be able to to walk hand in hand and and recover together. So I I do have a craving. I'm going to wrap up by saying that you know, in where I live in Palmdale there are very few meetings and very few compulsive eaters and very a little bit of no fellowship really. It's just the meetings. And um uh, I would like to be able thank you, I hear that. I would like to be able to have that fellowship on a you know, much closer basis. Thank you. With that I pass.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, yes, thank you. That was somebody texting me or doing something. I'm sorry, you had some more time. Well anyway, thank you. And Sylvia Ress, it's your turn.
9: Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, and um, so good to be with on the line with everyone this morning. Sylvia Epp in Northern California, recovery compulsive reader. And um, this uh, paragraph is so chock full. Loved what everybody said. And this was my experience. Uh, I had put off doing my fourth step for a year because I just I was new in the program. I didn't know I was living in one two three. And so I was abstinent and still crazy and still going around doing a lot of damage because i didn't I didn't understand my character defects I didn't understand what part I was playing, so I was still taking everybody else's inventory and every sure everybody else was wrong at work and and uh you know doing doing a lot of damage in my um in my family without my knowledge so I get in there and i I do this uh fourth step fifth step with my sponsor. We sat in a hospital cafeteria for about five hours, four, maybe four hours, and went through this. And, and, uh, and I had been thorough. I had been working on it over time, and I had been thorough. But the most amazing thing, there were so many amazing things about the experience. For one thing, that all these rocks that i have been carrying around had been weighting me down, so much shame and so much fear and so much embarrassment, because if you really knew me, you'd know how terrible I was. When I, when I brought them out into the light of day, they were so little, and I had been ruining my life, you know, on a day-to-day basis over stuff that now I understand was, you know, just didn't know better, was trying to survive, did my best, and uh, and I just had to see my part. And for me, when I could see it, I could, like, not do that anymore. It was, an, it was a choice, and if not, I could go I could work the steps, and I could, um, I could practice a new way of, life, of living. And I did have this um, the feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will come strongly. Uh, when I'm thorough, that's exactly what happened. I, and it's not that it stays there. It's not like I do my fourth and fifth step. And now, you know, I'm cured and I'm always going to have neutrality around food. No, that's not what happened. But I get a little bit of time where I go, oh, my God, this weight of, thing, of my beliefs about who I was, was, it was wrong and that I can right the wrongs of the past. So it was an incredible experience for me. And um, I would encourage newcomers, don't hesitate. It says, uh, pocket and pride and go for it. And that's exactly it. We go for it. And it is so worth um, the price. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Sylvia. Okay. I'm just reminding everyone that we are on um, page 75. We're commenting on paragraphs one and paragraphs two. Who would like to begin the next group?
4: Arlene H.
0: Arlene H. Okay. Anyone else? Sherry KB. Oh, Sherry KB. Got it?
10: Anyone else?
0: Jody EQ. Jody EQ. Another person? All right, let's go with those three and see how we go. Okay, Arlene H., it's your turn.
11: Hello, everybody. My name is Arlene, and I am a compulsive overeater. I love these two paragraphs. Um, It kind of shows me what real rewards are. When all my life I thought that I would reward myself with something sweet or something unhealthy um, because I could and um, because I deserved it. And this was supposed to be a reward for my working hard or for my... um, for my uh, a birthday uh, uh, celebration of sorts, and this is the reward that I'm giving myself to feel good in those nine seconds of feeling good while I'm eating it. Um, here, in this paragraph, it actually shows me that when I follow directions, when I when I write out my fourth step and I pocket my pride and I go for it. Um, withholding nothing. Here are the real rewards that life holds for us. We're delighted. We're able to look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease, but also we can be with others. You know, there's the word we from the first step. We don't do this alone. It's all of us in this and we can sh- we can see what perfect peace and ease is like to walk free of our obsession, our fears fall from us. We began to really connect with God, to walk in unison with the nearness of our Creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we're walking the walk. We're not just talking the talk we're walking the walk we're actually putting action into our lives to to become better human beings better a better arlene than arlene has ever been ever been and here are the rewards the food falls away and we feel like we're together with others never alone again and we're walking In unison with God, the spirit of the universe, and we feel good. Happiness is an inside job. By doing the right next thing, the right thing happens for us. The pounds fall away, and we come to the core of our own being. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful paragraph. Um, yes to me I feel that they are promises and yes I have seen these promises come true and yes it is awesome to be in OA thank you for letting me share
12: perfect
0: okay and thank you for sharing Arlene okay Sherry KB
12: good morning Janice good morning everybody this is Sherry KB in Northern California Gratefully Recovered Compulsive Mm -hmm. I Reader Thank you so much for your service. And so here we are at step five. Wow. Um, we park at our pride. Well, first of all, I just want to say that we engage on a life and death errand and that this is this is going to change my life from here on out. And that, you know, the the person that receives my fifth step, just like when I received my sponsee's fifth step, it's such an honor to do it because it's a, it's a privilege, it really is, because I learn again just as much about myself as they tell me about themselves and it's just it's such a beautiful dance. It really is amazing. And here we are at the promises. Once we have taken this stuff with holding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye, we can be alone with perfect peace and, and ease. Our fears are our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. We may have certain spiritual beliefs, but now we can begin to have a spiritual experience. And one of my favorite fears is that we walk hand-in-hand hand with the spirit of the universe. And to me, that means that you know, from here on out, I'm going to be walking hand-in-hand hand with my higher power with everything that I do. My higher power is now going to be in every nook and cranny in my life from here on out. And I, I just have to say it's so important to give for me. It was so important for me to go through this book. It was divinely inspired. It, oh, shoot, I didn't put myself on a timer. Janice, please time me. Thank you. Um, anyhow, being prepared, going through this book, prepared me to do this fifth step. And I was ready. I wanted to do this thing. I really did. And I just think it's so important to to give when I gave my fifth step away was with a recovered person who completely understood exactly what I'd been through through this book and being prepared. And it was such an honor and a privilege to hear a fifth step and to do a fifth step and feeling free and feeling that nearness of my higher power and getting out of that self-imposed prison. And I have no idea how much time I left, but I'm going to stop here now. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you, Sherry. You had 56 seconds. You could have gone on. That's okay. We'll have a good morning to you. Jody E.Q., it's your time.
10: Thank you, Janice. Good morning, everyone. This is Jodi E.Q., gratefully recovered in Arizona this morning. So when we decide who is to hear our story, we waste no time. So, yes, many people have talked about uh, using a recovered sponsor to hear our fifth step. I have done that multiple times. I've I've also used uh, clergymen, and I have found them to be also understanding. Um, I have done it multiple times because I have failed to enlarge my spiritual life after doing this vital step. Once I've done this, I have to keep doing it through steps ten, eleven, and twelve that step ten continuing to take personal inventory and when I was wrong promptly admitted it, praying for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry it out, etc so whereas this is a vital step, if I do not continue to take inventory and right my wrongs as i go along i will fail i will cease to experience these promises these fifth step promises these promises are very useful because they show me where i should be as a result of leading a spiritual life and if i'm not feeling these things and i need to ask myself what am i not, what am i not doing or what am I doing wrong so they're very useful in that sense can I be alone at perfect peace and ease can I look the world in the eye have my fears fallen from me do I feel the nearness of my creator is the drink or the food problem has it disappeared does that feeling that the problem has disappeared come strongly All the promises in the big book are very useful in that they're like a um, checklist for me. Am I feeling this way or not? What have I left undone? Am I peeling that onion? So time after time, as I've done several shifts, that I have failed to enlarge my spiritual life. And only now that I know how important it is live in steps 10, eleven, and twelve. am I able to keep myself on an even keel? and it's, and it's not always even. And I have to go back to step 10 and ask myself what what's not quite right here? Am I being honest with myself? Am I being selfish? So these these promises are very useful, and I'm very grateful for this whole process and for all of you thank you again and with that i pass
0: and thank you Jody EQ okay who else would like to comment on these two paragraphs on page 75 paragraph 1 and paragraph 2
5: we can take a few more
13: margot b
8: margo thank you
0: margot b anyone else
13: kathy joe p
0: kathy joe p anyone else d c c stacy c is that correct stacy hey, Stacy. c c how do you spell that name c e C. Oh, in the last, in the first initial is what? C. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? All right, let's go with those three for now. Margot B. I think it's your turn, dear.
13: Hi, my name is Margot. I um, mean, this is my first time um, calling in to this telephone meeting. Um, I wanted to talk about the line where it says, Um, we may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience so um i did the I did my first uh fifth step. about three three years ago and um, it was a really it was a really amazing experience, and I remember um, the feeling afterwards that um, my eating problem had disappeared, and that I was on the broad highway um, and uh, making spiritual progress. And I thought that was really interesting because, um, and the more I've been in this program, I have realized um, um, I kind of I've I have been in church for most of my life and thought that I had um a spiritual connection and I I probably did but this program and working these steps have really um just made that connection um that spiritual experience so much more um yeah, just what like that like it says right here in the big book, walking hand in hand. Um and so I've done the I have done my fifth step again recently. Um and uh again every time that I cycle through the the steps, um and uh learn how to become more honest about what's going on in my life and the problems that I've had and getting the courage to share that um then it has again just um resulted in a spiritual experience that is really amazing and um I didn't get absent. I didn't keep my abstinence after the first time that um I did my fifth step. Um I was able to keep it for about six months and then um I fell away but um I did keep coming to meetings, and eventually um, uh, the spiritual experience um, worked, and I was able to get abstinent again, and I'm really excited. I've been abstinent for a year and three months now, and it's definitely um, because of working the steps and uh, being able to work on those character defects and and being able to share and trust my sponsor and, yeah, so thank you for letting me share.
0: And thank you so much, Margo B., and welcome, welcome to you. And please stay until around 10 minutes to um, 11 when uh, we're going to welcome you, okay, and perhaps get your telephone number. Keep coming. All right, let's go to Kathy Joe P.,
6: Hello, this is Kathy P recovered in Minnesota. And I um, was in OA for about seven years, left for 22 years, and came back about five years ago. And in those years of being in the rooms, I did maybe nine fifth steps. And I believe that they were thorough. all of them were in person, and when I came to these meetings on the phone a little over a year ago and met my sponsor, who I once again did a fifth step with, I felt closer to her than I've ever felt to anyone. Um, she was so present, so attentive um, and It was just, I I guess I also felt super close to God as I did it. And um, what I want to say also is just reading that sentence that we are engaged upon a life and death errand. And... um, what happened for me is my whole family ended up going out of town for the weekend and I was able to be alone to do this, which is amazing. I didn't have to fix it all. God just made it happen. And also I wanted to focus on, um, the promises that are listed here that, um, We are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease and our fears fall from us. And we begin to feel the nearness of our creator. I feel like there's nothing really different I did on paper. I think it was more my posture and my attitude towards doing it this time. And I think part of it was the commitment that I had, knowing that I would keep going one hundred percent um when I did it the other times, I did it, but I did not plan on doing six seven eight nine. I just had a different posture this time around that God gave me, and I'm so grateful for, and um yeah, I definitely had that. Feeling of the nearness of our Creator. And now that I'm familiar with that feeling, every day my goal is to keep feeling that feeling and keep feeling. Someone asked me last week, why do you, what would you say to someone to stay in the rooms? And my answer is to stay connected to God and to stay connected to you. And this step was the big, huge step of becoming connected to my higher power and to you all. And that's why they say the action steps are 4 through 12, um, where we really do the work. And it is so worth it. Um, I'm sorry, but I did not time myself, moderator. Do you mind telling me how much time I have left?
0: You did a good job. We're all done. (laughs) Just for now. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome, fine. Okay, okay. Cece. C C C it's your turn.
7: Good morning.
5: This is C C C from Northern California. Um, my first time sharing on this call and I'm relatively new to the call and to OA, which I came to through a couple other of the fellowships. And I'm so grateful to have gotten the courage and clarity and fostered the self-love to finally sit with this fellowship. And I'm very grateful for the support of this call already. And I've only been on it for two days. Um, And I'm preparing my fourth step currently and looking forward to sharing that with a sponsor. Um, I have done fifth steps before and in coming through this time What I'm really aware of is the beautiful subtlety that doing this kind of work creates. I'm so able to see, for me, this pass-through is looking at where I'm defending myself, where I get defensive, where I'm putting up a wall. And that's such a parallel for me with food. It's just such a blessing to be doing this work. Um, And it's creating so many openings for me in myself and my connection with my higher power and in my ability to really heal the issues that have been just with me for so long around food and I'm instead instead of feeling dread and heaviness and worry and shame it, I'm able to just rise out of it and use the tools to let that go to let those feelings go so I share this from a newcomer's perspective, for other newcomers or for those who are struggling, to just share a sense of encouragement that no matter how hard it is, no matter how much of a struggle it is, doing this hard work creates so much freedom on the other side. So God bless and thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me share.
0: And thank you, CCC. Um, welcome, welcome, and stay pleased for a newcomer greeter. Does anyone want to wrap it up? We have a couple of minutes. It's your turn. Take it.
14: I Eileen, mean, did you hear me?
0: No, I'm sorry. I didn't. What, oh, what is your this name? is Eileen M. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Okay, Eileen M. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please.
14: Oh, it's okay. Um, I'm Eileen M. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in New Hampshire. And, um, yeah, I was just thinking about how relieved I felt when I did this step. Um, you know, and after... After this step, I also felt very close to my higher power as well because really I was—I had so many secrets that I had never told anyone, and um, there was quite a bit of healing with this step. And you know, when I've listened to other people's steps, uh, other people's fifth steps, is that you know I heard them telling my own story, as was said before, and you know the circumstances might have been different, but it was really the same kind of behaviors I was hearing in other people and. You know, for me, I really got a sense of what humility is because I've learned in this program that humility is being right-sized. It's, you know, I'm neither less than or greater than anyone else. And my resentments made me better than other people because, you know, it was always about, you know, they were wrong and I was right. And, you know, talk about self righteous So i um, just really grateful for this program and for what it's taught me. My past, Thank you.
0: And thank you so, so much, Eileen M. I apologize. All righty. I want to thank everyone who has shared and who had read uh, for the service of this meeting, Melissa Kay and Bonnie G. and John Kay and Eileen M. and uh, Gina. uh, uh, We're going to uh, close now, Eileen, with the big book, please, on page 164. Our, okay, book me? is meant to be, our book is meant to be suggestive. You know the rules. Yes, please go ahead.
14: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.